Welcome to Two Brothers Review, the podcast. I'm Reed Turley. And I'm Ty Turley. This week we're going to be doing our second TBR TBT for the movie Baby Driver. Uh, but before we get into that, we want to give our recommendation on um, favorite car chase, because there are several in this movie. There are several in this movie. That's true. What's your favorite car chase, Reed? For me, it's going to be the um, Born Supremacy. Yeah, man. They're racing in those uh, Mercedes G wagons in, in Russia, in Moscow. Oh, so good. That's a good one. Dang it! I always go first. Why did I let you go first that time? Do you have the same one? Is that what you were thinking? Yeah, That's I pulled a great car chase. I pulled it up in front. Of, it's on my computer right now. It's okay. It's okay. I got a backup. I'm gonna go with uh, Mission Impossible from this last summer. That motorcycle chase in Paris, pretty sick. Uh, you. Barely skirting into the qualification of car chase. Because <laughs> it was a motorcycle? There were cars involved. <laughs> well, we're, we're going to count the part where, in that, where they're in that little car. <laughs> what? what little the sight car? gag. Oh. <laughs> where all, all five of them get in that tiny BMW. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's, nice. got, it's got it all. Humor and action. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, let's talk about Baby Driver. It came out, I think, three years ago. When it came out, I was excited to see it, I think. And my impression when upon rewatching it is just sort of the coordination that would be required to um, have everything so well synced up with whatever the soundtrack was, what music's playing. I feel like they do a really good job to incorporate the sort of musicality of their movements. Yeah, it's totally a music video. It's fun to see those shots where, you know, people are basically choreographed to the soundtrack underneath it and the movement matches and the explosions match up in time. And it's just fun. Yeah. Do you think the lead Ansel Elgort does a good job in that physical movement and acting? Well, no, I mean, <laughs> he's not my favorite. I don't know. I think they wanted, I think he's probably right for the movie. If I mean, I can see why the director would want him because he's very, um, he's kind of like a statue throughout a lot of the movie um, and just very like, doesn't speak much, doesn't do much minimum of action, say the least that you can. And for me, I don't know. I kind of wish I could see the movie with different, a different lead who would be a little bit more dynamic and a little bit more uh, charismatic, I would say. Yeah. I mean, I think there's a double-edged sword to having a per- character that doesn't really emote where it's hard to feel a connection with them. Yeah. Yeah, but I think you could show the same character trauma and development where he's had to grow up like this. You could show that, but still, I don't know. I feel like you could still let him be a little bit more charismatic. And sometimes I think it's, or I guess in this time, thinking about it now, it might be okay that he has that more kind of muted personality because the supporting actors and the people around him are so such big personalities where, you know, John Hamm is doing such kind of a, his thing. And Jamie Foxx is really strongly characterized, you know, and even Kevin Spacey, I just feel like they're all really big. And so having the baby be a little bit more subdued, uh, I don't know, maybe it didn't bother me as much as it seems like it bothered you. I think it, let me say it this way. I think it had to be there for the story, but I also think it, um, it makes the story less interesting to me. Okay. I don't know, as, with the construction of the story, 
I don't do you feel like it makes narrative sense or they sort of put a narrative together that would allow for, you know, four car chases and, and shootouts. Well, I would be, I'm, I would be very surprised if the writer, um, didn't hear the Simon and Garfunkel song and decide I'm going to make a movie called baby driver. And then he figured out what that would mean for a story. Like, I'm sure that's how it developed. So it's, I think it made, I mean, I like those ancillary characters. I think they're good. They're fun. They're kind of out there and they, the actors get to have a lot of fun doing it. So that's cool. Like I, I love watching Jamie Foxx and John Hamm in this movie, but I also think, um, you know, they're, they're kind of flat characters. Nothing happens to them. Right. They just come in for these heists and then interact with baby and then they're gone. You don't really, you you just never see them outside of that, his perspective. Yeah. And they, they don't change. Uh, I think that's a big deal. Uh, I guess. And does, and does baby change? I'm not sure. No, I think he always wanted to get out. And then he finally just found someone to do it with. Yeah. So, I mean, for me, that's just like not as compelling, but. Cause I don't think there's ever a kind of moral question with him, right? He doesn't turn people in. He doesn't go to the police. No, he doesn't feel torn like that. He was bad, was stealing cars, and then just kind of got in debt to Kevin Spacey, the wrong person, but probably would have been a criminal anyway. Yeah. But his DJing business might have taken off eventually. (laughs) (laughs) Right? That's what I keep telling myself. (laughs) We all all have that voice in our head being like, it's going to happen. The DJing business business. is going to take off. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Yeah. um. And actually, now that I'm thinking about it, I didn't think about this before, but his old friend, Joe, I think his name's Joe, the the deaf guy. foster dad. Yeah. Uh, He also is like such an endearing character. So interesting, but, you know, shallow and passive. Yeah. I mean. Encourages him to do the right thing, but doesn't, I don't know, push or be more of a force in his life. Yeah. So I guess coming to the narrative, things that it just felt a little, this movie feels long to me. Um, I mean, I know they had to have some inciting incident to cause a problem, but it doesn't make sense that this group group of people would need to be the ones that go pick up the guns from the supplier the night before the arrest. I don't know. It just seems so contrived. Yeah, I think you would. Well, there's a few inciting incidents. The main inciting incident happens before the movie starts, though, when um, Kevin Spacey's character catches baby and makes him work to pay off his. So it's yeah. And then once that's done, I guess there's a second inciting incident that gets him back into it. But it does seem very. uh, Yeah, I mean, it's interesting because. All movies are contrived, right? I think the question just is, is it, is it so, is it uncontrived enough to be believable or to not get in the way of us thinking about the contrivedness of it? Okay. Right. So I guess I have a question for you. If Kevin Spacey had not been at that same restaurant as baby and the waitress, would he have recruited baby to drive on that last job? Probably not. Or was it just 
Or was it just a coincidence that he saw him? Mm, I think it was. I think it. I, I don't. I think he was letting him go before that, right? So I think it must have been a coincidence. I think something changed. So it just sounds like if Baby got out, I'm upset that he would take that waitress to that restaurant. And then when things do go bad with the police, you know, they're like, do we do this? Do we not do this? Kevin Spacey's totally against it. And if Baby had just said, let's not do it. That would have been it. They would have been out of there. Yeah. He chose to do the robbery. Yeah. I hate that moment too. It doesn't seem true to his character motivations wise and character wise. And, um, yeah, I mean, it just doesn't make sense. Yeah. He, I mean, I think you're supposed to believe he felt some sense of honor or duty to the gang, but why he hated it and he'd already had his chance if it's a chance to get out why not do it i don't see why he would have felt compelled to continue he could have gotten out and he would have gotten out yeah okay and uh, i remember from the first time i saw this movie just thinking why would kevin spacey help him at the end that's totally not that that character whose whole motivation should be self-preservation yeah also doesn't make sense i agree okay but the music's fun <laughs> right my rating for this movie is going to be higher than you may think right now with all of my questions. <laughs> Mine's not. Mine's going to be exactly where you think it is right now. Okay, my last sort of problem I have narratively, and I think is one of these inconsistencies that takes me out, is um, in the last heist, it goes poorly. They Jamie Foxx dies. They split up. And he runs into John Hamm three other times. Yeah, that's okay. That's not a that's not a flaw. That's freaking hilarious. John Hamm won't die. No, that's it's so crazy. It's so funny, dude. You're you're missing the joke. You're missing the joke. It's hilarious. That's the that's the best thing about this movie. That and Jamie Foxx getting impaled on the rebar. <laughs> okay. Well, okay. To each his own. John Hamm again in the cop car at the end. Are you kidding me? It's like the Terminator. Yeah, I don't know if he is a a super villain. (laughs) He is. Uh, I'll tell you, he is. What what you didn't know is this is also a a comic book movie. (laughs) Oh, gosh. It, it It becomes like the kind of that kind of genre. Yeah. Uh, Okay. Anything else you want to make sure we're talking about for Baby Driver? No. That was it. No. Uh, All right. Out of five, how are you going to rate Baby Driver? I'm going to give Baby Driver a three because it's I like the music. It feels like a fresh kind of original take, but it has a lot of problems story wise. Uh, I'm going to give Baby Driver a two. I think, I don't know. It's, it is entertaining, but enough things kind of took me out of it, or I guess I'm not in on the joke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now that you understand that joke, right? It's a three. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I'm going to stick with the two. Uh, do you have something else you want to recommend for our listeners to check out? Well, um, the uh, the Champions League group stage is in full swing, and uh, today Harry Kane scored a goal. 
in the 88th minute, I believe, to pull out a victory over PSV. So I want to encourage all of our listeners to make sure that you watch Tottenham versus Inter Milan and Tottenham versus Barcelona in the next three weeks. Big games. Big games. And if you're counting at home, this is the fifth time Ty has recommended soccer as something to watch or listen to. So if you have not picked up soccer by this point, I don't know what you're doing listening to this podcast anymore. You're just going to keep getting it. So I'm going to keep ramming it down your throat till you become a Tottenham fan. It was a big day, okay? It was an amazing game. I am very happy for you. Thank you. Uh, I'm going to recommend... Champions, Champions League is amazing because it's... It's this competition amongst the best teams from, from uh, I don't know how many countries, 30 countries. I mean, that's so cool. Anyway, it's better than the World Cup. The quality's way higher of, so- of soccer. Watch it. Okay, let's go Spurs. Yeah, yeah. Come on, you Spurs. But, yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, for, for me, I'm going to recommend a British show, uh, Bodyguard. It's available on Netflix. Um, it's six episodes, about an hour each. Remy and I split it up over three days, and I feel like they do a really good job sort of pacing out the story and the kind of things that happen. Um, and they just do a great job building uh, kind of this tenseness and energy. Um, it's about a bodyguard for the Home Secretary of Great Britain, and it's kind of his relationship with the home secretary and dealing with threats and terrorism. Huh? Yeah. Someone just actually recommended it to me this last weekend. So I'm going to check it out. Okay. Well, thanks for joining us on our TBR TBT. Uh, I'm Reed Turley and I'm Ty Turley and I voted today. Oh, me too. Yes. You all should have voted also. Um, <laughs> You're not going to hear this in time. (laughs) It's already too late. Right now. Next year. Next time. uh, 2020. 2020. All right. Bye. Bye.